you know, you don't have a cool gamer net tag like I do. Forty twenty. Sixty nine four twenty. Roger Roger. That's your gamer tag. Can I hear it one more time? Sixty nine four twenty. Roger Roger. That's not what you said. Nope. <laughs> what did I say? It's like you spelling those words earlier. You do them like different each uh, time. I'm gonna attempt to get this outro music right. Here we go. Here we go. Outro music. Intro music. You meant. Roll the intro. Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Ticket, the podcast, not the YouTube videos, which if you haven't checked out yet, you should. Over there on YouTube, we've got some some uploads coming your way. Make sure you go to the channel that has 3,000 subscribers and not the one with 29. Yes. (coughs) And uh, did we talk about They're fakers. They're fakers. Yeah. The 3,001 is the real one. Because... The other one is somebody's re-uploading our videos. Before we upload them. They're pirating them. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> They're really good at their job. Maybe better than we are. Because we said we were going to start recording videos like months ago, and there's only and then, one up. And they're putting up really good ideas. Yeah. Like, we should copy them. We really should. What if we are? You know, we should even copy their faces and hairstyles. I don't know. That one guy has a really nice hairstyle. I think they're computer generating us. Like, just from the two videos that we have out. Oh, it's like a deep fake? It's a it's awesome, a really good deepfake. Awesome deep, like, they get different angles. Can we get, like, a corridor crew breakdown of the VFX for their deepfakes? I, we need to know. We need to know. Because is that plagiarism? You know, there's actually a really interesting take on that. I'm pretty sure it was in a corridor video, and then MatPat did a video on it as well. Where Where is the line in using someone's likeness? Yeah. So if somebody does it first, and then we take the whole video idea and do it, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying like stealing the whole idea. Oh, just do the whole video. Whole video. Mm. Since they came up with, but it's like us doing it. Is that plagiarism? I think so. I, I think it, like would, it be would be too. Hmm. But it's us. It. That's also plagiarism, though. Yeah, because we self plagiarize. We're technically licensed, right? Or like, what? yeah. Did you not know you can self plagiarize? I did not. You're a college student, and you didn't know you could self plagiarize. Yeah, because technically, once you put something out. It's published work. Yes, so it needs credited. That is interesting. So you have to cite yourself. Yes. It makes you feel really important when you do it, though. (laughs) Richard Yulam said... In 2019, Richard Yulam said in a paper entitled, What the Fuck is College Writing? Ah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I wrote a whole paper that was basically, What the Fuck is the Electoral College? Hey, that's a good question. What the fuck is the Electoral College? And that's what we're here to answer today, guys. Oh what boy. is the Electoral First College? First ever political episode of Ticket? <laughs> well, we're not, we're not going to stray either way. So it Bernie is voting, it is voting season. I don't think we missed it, right? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we're still good. I think you can still get your late votes in. Mm-hmm. Really, really late votes. Like after the elections counted and everything. Yeah, send it a in. Lot, a lot of it. votes come in. You could be the difference. Yep. You your are dead, the difference. Your dead grandma can vote. Your dog can vote. All your fish can vote. You can think about voting, and you'll vote a hundred times. <laughs> they come out of nowhere. They come out of thin air. Wow, I didn't vote, but I did. It's rigged both ways. I'm not saying. I agree. There was two yeah. elections recently that were rigged. Yep. So I was so actually one one side won and the other side won. I'm not saying which side is the better one. I was talking about this today with some friends. Oh, and, so we are uh, going down this route. Well, not anything specific, but the the concept we were talking about was like, so everyone has their narrative of, oh, this party's corrupt or that party's corrupt. They're both. That's what I'm going to say. The whole party system. 
that's that's the issue. We need we are going to start it. So we're, this whole segue is to announce that Noah will be starting his campaign in twenty thirty in, in twenty thirty six. Clark twenty thirty six. Yeah, let's 40. go. It's no, twenty forty. No, it's twenty thirty six is the next one. Wait. Yeah, but I can't vote that. I'm not going to be thirty five then. Yes, you will. Yeah, you will. Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Noah's going to be starting his campaign under a third-party candidate, and we're going to blow the roof off this bitch. Called the Ticket Party? Yeah. The Ticket Party. Ticket best party. party out there. We believe in. We're very, nothing. very close to the Whigs. Mm-hmm. What's some other fun party uh, names? There's there's one law that we have where, so you know how there's... Well, one law that we will be enacting. Yeah, this one we've that thought... Noah will be enacting. We've thought long and hard about this. and Noah's thought long and hard about this. This definitely <laughs> isn't us putting words in his mouth, because definitely no political parties do that at all. Right now, um, but this law is going to be in regards to drunk driving. Uh, so you know how now you have to blow below point oh eight. You have to blow. You have to blow below two point three seven. No, you have to blow above one. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't drive a car. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like that. I like. Yeah, that. yeah. And on top of that, there's a new speed limit. It's universal. You can't go under one hundred and twenty. <laughs> What about if you have to slow down to hit a turn? You can't go under 120. <laughs> figure it out. Get a Tesla. You figure it out. Um, Do better. Like that guy in the Sheets parking lot. He was doing better. We we also want to take over the entire Senate. So we need you guys to run. I Wait. am the Senate. I am the Senate. Die! And this is how democracy dies. Henceforth, you will be known as Darth Vader. How's Dark that? Ticket. How'd that sound, guys? Pretty that good. That was beautiful. Spot on. I Are you the actual actor that played Sidious? Yeah, I'm uh, Ian McDermott. Wow. It's a great wow. it's an honor to meet you, sir. I am the Senate. Power! Unlimited power! Zap, zap, zap! What other lines does he have? I just looked at political party names, and now I'm doing... Now you're doing Emperor Palpatine. I feel like that's a good place to go with politics, though. I think he should be president. He should. The actor. You know, he created a a stable government. Yeah. Uh, great, great security. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, really good security. Yes. Excuse me. Their, their production lines, they were so efficient. Yeah. <laughs> they built a whole planet. I know. Twice. And nobody Twice. knew about it. But they did They did fumble around with the Death Star, with, with the plans of their planet. Of course yeah. they did. It happens. There's always a few uh, rebel rousers out yeah, there. Yeah, they got rid of a whole alliance. Yeah. Twice. After they got defeated, too. That's a good point. They good came back job. from nothing. And uh, sure, they did a couple things that kind of could be looked at like Nazism. But then again, like some clear. Didn't the Jedi, too. Very clear symbols in one of their movies. Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever told you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Actually, a few times. Oh. Oh. Did I ever tell you the story about Darth Palpatine? I mean, Darth Sidious? No. I am Darth Sidious. I knew that. Oh. Yeah, you think you're good at hiding it or something? I mean, you yeah. look like a shriveled up piece of shit. Well, not yet, but... Got stepped on by a slug. 
Ah, that's what I said whenever I stepped on the bug. No, you're the one that got stepped on. Oh. By the bug. Oh. And it was a slug. Oh. They don't even have feet. Like Jabba the Hutt? Yes. Oh. I went to a party once in the Old Republic. Was Jabba there? Yeah. What'd you do? I licked his holes. (laughs) How'd they taste? Greasy. Did they have like any, uh, I don't know, I feel like they'd be salty. Mm. Kind of salty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. And that's the story of Darth Sidious. And his college days. Yes. Can you can you describe the fraternity you were in? I am the Senate. Okay. That was our tagline. Okay. Cool. Um. Alpha Beta Kappa. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. ABK baby. And uh, what were some of your core values? Executing orders. Like Order 69 or what? Execute Order 60. Oh, don't. I'm, I'm on the communication comms. Hold on. You, you good over there? Execute Order 66. That That's how I'm going to say it. Just like that? Yes. I want you to know that this is live. It's being broadcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um... Are you good? You need to call anyone? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't know what you were alluding at. <laughs> I'm going to go call my dad. Oh, you have a dad? Yeah, it's Jabba the Hood. I call him Daddy. And you were licking all his holes? Yeah. Perfect. Jabba Wabba. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, fun political uh, fun political commentary. Your feeble <laughs> skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Do it. No. Is power! It- hey, Noah's back. Or he's coming back. You will rule the galaxy as the new emperor. You know, isn't it convenient that Noah just disappeared when we started seriously talking about Star Wars? That was his inaugural episode. Was like, was. hey guys, I want to talk about Star Wars. And then as soon as we start talking about Star Wars, you just get up and leave. There is no civilization. I apologize. I use the restroom. Politics. Did you just drop the mic? It's not even the end of the podcast. You can't do a mic drop yet, Noah. Period. Okay, then whatever you whatever you say. So, aside from questionable political commentary, and I have brought peace, freedom. Justice and security to my new empire. Your new empire? <laughs> what do you say next? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Sith, to democracy. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only Sith deal in absolutes. I will do what I must. It's funny because that in of itself is, is an, an absolute. absolute. Yeah. Only. Huh. No, any thoughts? Um. It's almost like the Jedi weren't actually good guys all the time. And oh. didn't kind of know what they were talking about. Going off what Richard's saying. Jedi aren't the good I mean, a lot of people saw the Jedi as like the Sith, in my opinion. Because, like, you have 
I don't know if you've seen the new episode of Andor or anything. No, no, no. Don't talk about Andor. I'm not caught up at all. Mm. I'm sorry. You're missing good episodes. I'm on episode four. I watch it with my grandpa every week. And we just finally sat down and started watching. We watched two episodes a week. I wasn't able to do it the past two weeks because I had to work on the day that we watch it. So, Have you at all gotten to any of the really good parts of the season? I think the whole thing's good. I'm four oh, epi- beautiful. I am four episodes in. You want to know where I'm at? I'm right before they go break into, is it a bank or something? Okay, the next arc is, in my opinion, and I think in most people's opinions, some of the best Star Wars material that is. That's Absolutely. I've, I've, I, like, based on what I watched, like this could have been Kenobi. Yes. It could have been this good, but like it's it's interesting because you see where all their money went into getting these actors. Yep. And then you got all these smaller actors besides Bill Skarsgård. The actors are so good, though. They're really, really, really good. Like, Holt, you haven't even met what I think is the best actor in the whole show. Bill Skarsgård? No. Who? Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot he was in. I saw him in the cast list. I'm like, isn't he Snoke? Who's he play? Uh, Kino. <gasps> it's, oh, my God. Are they going to go into Snoke? I will neither confirm nor deny. Oh my god, I'm excited! But yeah, I haven't seen the so, newest episode it's yet. It's so raw. Well, he's like, not in it. They went oh. into he in the first episode. He killed someone. They went into what is a probably a brothel. Yep. Um, and then there's like like gritty like they do gritty jobs. It's all much less pol like the the creator of the show said that she wanted to show the day to day in Star Wars, and you're seeing and it's just so refreshing. It's and not then the director's vision on that has been fantastic yeah like it's not um hinging on like cool appearances yes and other shows to be good it's its own thing there's only one there's there's two there's a few characters that show up in another film you'd expect them to show up in that other film because of the main character but they were kind of i wouldn't say expected but it was good to see them. It, it, it wasn't like they're pulling people from Clone Wars. No, they're or... not pulling big actors into this. Not yeah. big names in the Star Wars universe. It's it's refreshing, and they're not like it seems like they're not following that same episodic format they were doing before, mm-hmm. like villain of the week kind of thing almost. Yeah, and then, I mean, the episode count. I thought it was only getting one season because of how long it is. It's but getting it, a few seasons. It's getting a couple seasons. This show. Um, so you guys have watched some anime, right? A little bit. So you're familiar with the concept of like arcs. Yeah. This show reminds I mean, me I of like the arc structure for what? Like it has an arc type structure, I'd say. So like little stories. Yes. Yeah. So I I mean, yeah, the the last couple of seasons the Flash have been doing that. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of small stories. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna like do one job and then move on to something else and You'll see. I'd say like or the first few episodes were their own arc. They were like the the ferret. Did you see them almost as acts rather than arcs? They all build on one one another. No. So they're kind of okay. Cool. They're very like they flow directly from each other. Yeah. But they are different stories. Okay. Almost in its entirety, and they have different characters in each story Hmm. as well. I like it. So you have like the ferrex arc in the beginning. Yep. Then you have uh oh fuck. You have another one. You got the, the arc the. Robbery arc. Yeah. And then you have the next arc after that, which is, in my opinion, the best one Oh, in the whole show. Uh, I'm excited if Snoke's going to be in it or something. Andy it, Serkis is... unexpected. He is 
in a way that you would not expect him to be in this. But he is fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. And the way they deal with the stories surrounding... He has to be a leader of because they wouldn't just say, okay, we're going to use Andy Serkis without it being intentional. There's a lot of theories around it. Yeah. I've there Like... Knowing what I know now, I at first I just thought about it. Okay, they just cast Andy Serkis because nobody knows that he played Snoke. But they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pull a, another Disney and do a, a boner. A Ralph yeah. boner. That was intentional. They that did was that. intentional. They did that on purpose. Oh, we can't even talk about Black Panther, but I can give you a little rundown on what I thought. Yeah. So um, I, it had a lot to deal with. It was ending phase four. I kind of felt like it would have a lot to do. It had to do... Chadwick Boseman properly mm-hmm. um, had to pass on the Black Panther mantle. Yep. It had to introduce Namor. Uh, mm-hmm. And it does all of that very well. Okay. As an epilogue to phase, as, as an ending day phase four, I don't really feel that there was a whole arc to phase four. Like how Civil War, the Avengers movies capped each phase. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it was a good closure movie wise. Okay. To start something fresh. But it yeah. Um so I actually you know have who, do you know who's in it? As far as just characters. Yeah. So you know um Ironheart's in it. Mm-hmm. Very, very good job not doing any overshadowing of that character or you know like how they introduce a character to set him up for a show? Yes. Not like that. That's good. That's refreshing. There's not like an end credit scene that this is what's happening with her next mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just she's she has a, a clear purpose in the story. She's not interjected. Yeah. And it fits. Um, Namor is amazing. I kind of thought so. He needs his own films. Okay. Because he's an anti-hero. Yeah. But he does play a villain role in this movie, kind of like Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. Very good introduction. The the underwater CGI is phenomenal. Okay. Um, Shiri, Shuri, great, great job. Mm-hmm. And then dealing with Chadwick's death was done probably in the best way they possibly could. They didn't over-embellish it. Yeah. It's not something... It's not like the whole story of the movie is about. Yeah. They do it, they get out of the way, they move on. Mm-hmm. Which I think is what it should be in the the movie starts right away Mm -hmm. like you don't there's no opening credit or anything it just boom the movie it's so fast that they didn't even turn off the lights yet wow yeah that's cool like you you, you're just going through trailers and it just starts Hmm. i definitely need to go see this soon then it's there's a couple unexpected twists i'd say like two Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's good in terms of the phase four rankings where would you put it um what are the phase four rankings? Phase four, the Marvel movies in phase four. Where I, how I would rank them. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, for me, top is a tie between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Okay. There's a lot of movies in phase four. This would take me. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go through all of them. I just wanted to know, like, do you think it's so near the top, near the bottom? I don't know. It's, like, in the middle. because So I, I'll take you through a little bit of the, off the top of my head what I would place them. Doctor Strange and um, Spider-Man. 
both at the top. Mm-hmm. Next one down, there's a lot of ties in this, I would say. Yeah. Next one down is Thor and Eternals. Really? Eternals is that high up for you? It was it was such a different movie to the point that it was hated. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So like whenever Black Widow did that opening credit sequence, I loved it. Doctor Strange being Sam Raimi. So different, yeah. I, I love it. Um, honestly, I would rank it above Thor then. Okay. Only because Thor went back to that mm-hmm. format. And it just felt... It, it was a good movie. They could have done a lot of things better. But I think it's better than Shang-Chi. Um, why, uh, Black Widow's above Shang-Chi for me. Mm-hmm. That was the one they, like, wasn't into. See, for me... Oh, and I did... And then, and then uh, Black Panther would probably be my... Okay, so coming out of this movie, I wasn't as, like, hype coming out of a lot of them. But mm-hmm. I was very satisfied. Okay. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. So, those four movies I named at the top, there I came out of those thea- the theater pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And Eternals, not a great movie, but because I came out of it, wow, this is really cool. This is interesting. They set up cool things. What it does for Marvel yeah. ranks it higher. And then I would probably put Black Widow... Black Panther, Shang-Chi. I think that's all of them. Hmm. See, for me, Shang-Chi is actually kind of near the top. Except for one aspect of it. What? Big CGI demon fight. Yeah. That it reminded me of Black Panther, the first one. It it drew me out of it a little bit. Yeah, it because the whole movie It's very practical. It was very good. Mm-hmm. That that bus fight scene is the best scene yes. in phase four. Mm-hmm. The bus fight scene was fantastic. Uh, another scene that's surprisingly overlooked a lot of the time when you're talking about the fight scenes in this movie that were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Side of the building. Oh, yeah. That, the lighting. Yes. They choreographed it in such a way that it just reminded me of, like, Mortal Kombat games and stuff with, like, yeah. the silhouettes mm-hmm. and how they framed the fight scenes and the reflections on the windows and every part of it. Almost reminded me of the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, a little so bit. It was some bit. of it. But um, Shang-Chi ended up near the top for me just because of the character work. Mm-hmm. There was some really good character work. And that was the first time in a Marvel movie where I legitimately uh, understood the villain quite a bit. Okay. About the film. Okay. Because you could really see where he was coming from mm-hmm. with a lot of that. Like, this man lost his family. He lost his wife. He was trying to keep his family together. And then he thought that he had a way to bring... His wife back. I mean, it's no different than Gore. Yes. Yeah. I understood Gore. Mm -hmm. He could have been a little scarier. The issue I had with Gore, and I don't know if it's just the movie as a whole. I think we're going to say the same. We have the same thing. I don't think it was very representative of the true character. Yes. In the comics. So he's Gore the God Butcher. And this was kind of just Gore the Mission to Find Eternity guy. Kind of, yeah. It was just a vessel. He was just a vessel to get Marvel to eternity mm-hmm. which really aren't too connected they could have done so much with him the the necros with the necro sword alone mm-hmm. necro sword has so much history and lore it, it connects to venom yes um so he's the god butcher we so we see him kill two gods 
One see, God? I remember us talking in advance before the film came out, and the thing we both said we wanted to see yeah. was in Omnipotent City. Yes. Him just to come in and absolutely obliterate like, half the room. Like, have the movie take that a turn the there. Yeah, we we talk, like we talked about the movie being what everybody was thinking it was and what it ended up being the entire time. And then Gore coming in, killing all of the gods in like black and white, no sound. And it's just very silently happening. And then from and there the movie just oh shit. And we like I think it's warranted to see it warranted to see it coming because of the tone that Marvel's leading towards. Yeah. With uh, Doctor Strange and like WandaVision and that gory tone. It very much felt like we had a darker phase of the MCU yeah. coming our way than we did. Because there were a lot of, like I said, with Shang-Chi and Eternals addressed it in its own way. And you just said WandaVision. Yeah, you got, you got um, the mental issues mm-hmm. in Eternals. There's a lot of emotional, mental issues going on throughout this phase. A lot of people dealing with their trauma. Mm-hmm. Which I think could possibly be one of the arcs of the whole phase would be dealing with trauma. Yeah, I think just setting up Kang. I mean, they set up a bunch. They did. And I was hoping that it wasn't... Whenever they announced that it was the multiverse saga, and I think a lot of the other cooler stuff that they were setting up is going to get pushed under the rug. The supernatural stuff, the stuff with um, uh, Kingpin, mm-hmm. like the, the ground arc, the supernatural arc. And then you got the Celestials. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Big purple guy with Silver Surfer. Galactus. <laughs> Galactus. Galactus. You got Galactus basically being set up with um, the Celestials. And then you got Kang. Mm-hmm. But now that this saga is just the multiverse saga and it's all building towards Secret Wars, I'm cool with that. But I wish they would have done it multiple. Just like the comics. Yeah. I thought they were going down the route of splitting stuff off. And then you just watch what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. You can watch it all. It's a lot, but you can go down the route of the multiverse saga, the Galactus saga, and then whatever they want to do supernatural, whatever they want to do on ground level. But I think the issue that the MCU has right now, and people have talked about it online, is they are just pushing so much content out. And yeah, there's too much of it is interconnected. Yeah, there's um no, it's not that. It's that not enough. Yeah, I guess it. Because the stuff that isn't connected isn't getting views. The only one I'd say that broke the mold was Moon Knight in that regard. Not was connected it? to any. Well, MCU yeah, I would say shows. that Miss Marvel was relatively mm, disconnected, yeah. um, which I didn't watch. I didn't watch that she one. She Hulk, I would say, was relatively disconnected. I did watch She Hulk. I Did I tell you how I watched She Hulk? Um, I think you might have mentioned it at one point. Say what you're going to say, and I'll tell you what. No, go uh, ahead. Go ahead and break. I watched the first two episodes. Okay. Because I, th- I think only one episode came out the first week, right? Mm-hmm. So I did watch the first two weeks, and then I was like, I'm done. Okay. Then the Daredevil episode came out. I watched that, and I watched the finale. Apparently, a lot of people watched it like that. And that I sounds got, about right. I got basically the entirety of the story, because every other episode is filler, right? I'd say a good portion of And they the made a joke out of it. Filler. They yeah. made a joke out of, oh... In the wedding episode, apparently they were like, oh, you thought something big was going to happen? Nope, it's a wedding, and it's an inconvenient time. That was the whole point of the episode. Usually, in that point in the season, they have some big thing. Like, they almost break away. Yeah. So it would be like if they went to Sakaar Mm -hmm. and and did a whole thing with Thor. Not Thor, with the Hulk. Yeah. And getting his son back. Spoiler, sorry. But 
I liked, I really liked the finale. I'm mixed on the finale. I liked what they did because they leaned so far into it that it, I liked it. Like, it's exactly what She-Hulk is, breaking through Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. talking to the Kevin robot. They leaned so hard into it, and I liked that part of it. Yeah. The only part that I didn't like about it was it, it made, as someone who watched the whole show, uh-huh. it felt like they spat in my face for wasting my time. Kind of like the end of Loki. And how that whole last episode was just spent with Kang. Like a little the, bit, yeah. And, and but now, the ending of Loki was meant to be a huge info dump. Kind of, yeah. But like there was stuff that they are just pushing off till next season that mm-hmm. could have been finished all in that one episode. Yes. But then they pushed it off because this is the episode where we set up the mu- the multiverse saga. Yeah. So I think they, the whole they point pushed with it all away. The ending of Loki was really to set up the multiverse. But then to give the show somewhere to go in season two. It's kind of funny because where people thought Loki was going with the one who remains and thinking that the, he's going to end up in the writer's room is where kind of She-Hulk went. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just now thinking about that. That's, I don't know. We, yeah. we kind of got what we wanted. For me, around. it was just watching the whole show, kept hoping there'd be a point to all of it, maybe a little bit. I didn't expect it to be a huge lore dump show. Didn't go into it like that at all. No. But I was still hoping for maybe a little bit of something that meant something I at mean, the it, end. It was exactly what it said it was going to be, a, a law show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'd argue that it wasn't done well in that regard. It was trying to do two things at once, and yeah. it failed at both. And then I would say, overall, characters weren't developed super well throughout okay. the whole show. See, and, and that is a perfect point to me, watching just those, two, those four mm-hmm. episodes, and I didn't miss anything. Like, any of the side characters that you thought were going to mean something, mm-hmm. or be relatable people or anything... Got very little characterization because mm-hmm. of one, it was a short format, thirty-minute episodes. Yeah, and you don't like, get much. Like I said with the law shows, if they were trying to go for like a sitcom law show, kind of like Brooklyn Nine Nine or something like that, mm-hmm. you don't get too deep in characters. You do, no, you, but you, you get have, to know them. You get to know them. So that's like from having multiple seasons. Just sit down and watch one season of that, like the first season, mm. or not that show, but see, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that statement of not getting to know the characters. Because the point that I'm trying to make with She-Hulk is it seems like it just completely disregarded the characters. Oh, it would just introduce them and push them off? It, not that it introduced them and pushed them off. They were there the whole time, mm-hmm. but they were only there in service to the jokes that were being made. Oh, they're all punching bags. Yes. Um, they weren't like the human punching bags, but they were very much just set up for either... devices. A B-plot that didn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay. That came out of nowhere. Like, there's one episode in particular that I can think of. There was a B-plot that existed. Uh, the character Pug. Okay. Wanted a pair of shoes. Oh. And they went to get a pair of shoes. Oh. So him and the other lady went to get a pair of shoes. And they stood in line to get a pair of shoes. It's kind of funny that, like, they built this whole, like, sitcom show and did it very much like that. But their main character was where they spent all their time yes. building the CGI for, and it shows. Mm-hmm. But like, it's funny that they put all this time in the CGI. They know they don't have a lot of budget, so why do it with that character? If yeah. you make that style show with that character, because that's what that character needs. I yeah, I get, but I get it. But like, they could have. I don't know. She could have been a film. 
She could have been introduced in a film. I don't know if she needed her own show. I could have seen that as maybe a very good Deadpool-esque film. Yeah. Make that Marvel's family-friendly Deadpool movie. Yeah. Would have yeah. been. And they they did, but they just fluffed it up yeah. entirely. Um, right off the rip, whenever I started watching it, I didn't like how good she was at being the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything to grow into. Yeah, there wasn't really an arc. There's There was no arc. Her. That like plays into how I understood the show off the first two episodes and the last two episodes. Yeah. There was no development. The arc for her was more about her personal life. Yeah, which yeah. Which is the stuff that you missed from not watching the filler episodes. And I get that's like that's cool that, okay, instead of another show where they're trying to figure out how to be a superhero, they're trying to figure out how to be a person, but it's a superhero show mm-hmm. with no growth. Like, yeah. It could have been maybe something if she didn't start off great, but she was okay and confident in that, but then built up still. Yeah. And still did the life stuff. Like, the superhero stuff, I could tell throughout what I watched, wasn't important to her. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that they had... You have no reason to watch She-Hulk. Yes. The only episode of the show that I particularly enjoyed that wasn't one of the Daredevil episodes, or the first episode. Was there multiple Daredevil episodes? I think there was just the two. Just, just, the, just the two, yeah. The one, but actually, just Daredevil, I... Smiling ear to ear. Yes. They did a good job. Absolutely like, doing a loved him. Lighthearted, different take, but still being him. It makes me it makes me very, very excited for the what they want to do with um, his show. Mm-hmm. And actually be like the Netflix show. Yeah. I think they understand him well enough. They do. But the only episode that I thoroughly enjoyed and actually enjoyed sitting through uh-huh. and got a few genuine laughs out of me was uh, they just had... A very sitcom-esque episode where a situation arises where she just gets stuck at Emil Blonsky's retreat. Okay. And it's just about, like, the shenanigans at the retreat. Okay. So they have, like, a therapy session with a bunch of these random-ass villains from deep cuts from Marvel Comics. And they're talking through their issues and stuff. And it was just kind of a – it was a different concept that did actually land with me. And the end of it, it it kind of factored uh... into things. What did they do with him? Because I didn't get that out of the last episode. Because they did the whole um, stand-up comedy thing, and then it was fake. Yeah. So what happened with his character? Uh, as far as I can tell, it was genuine. <laughs> that was his thing. Is He was being genuine. But they rewrote it, I thought. So it, the retreat episode kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, they kind of seeded throughout the series that he wasn't quite telling the truth. And that he was, like, faking things. Mm-hmm. But then in the retreat episode, it really just turned out to be that he was a good guy. He was just a good guy. He had honestly changed, and he was helping people through their issues. Oh, okay. So, if I would have watched that one. Yeah. It just reminded me of a good sitcom episode where the character gets thrown into a bad situation and has to deal with it. Uh-huh. Kind of the stereotypical, like, the plot was, I don't want to be here. And then throughout being forced to be there, uh-huh. they started to enjoy the experience and actually gain something from it. Hmm. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch Miss Marvel? I watched a Everything Wrong with Miss Marvel. <laughs> oh, so you watched Miss Marvel. I watched CinemaSins. <laughs> you watched Miss Marvel then. I didn't watch it. That's all I watched. I, all, I, all I know, and I think all I need to know coming out of it, is that there's a connection to Shang-Chi, and apparently the Ten Rings, her thing... 
And there's one other thing that's going to be a relic. That's going to be kind of like the Infinity Stones okay. moving forward. That has to do with the multiverse saga. Um, and then the other thing is Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel switch places. places. For whatever reason, if they explain in the show, I don't care. They're going to explain it in the movie. If they didn't, I'm, I'm going to get an explanation in the movie. As far as I know, they did not explain it in the show. That was just how they ended it. It happened. Uh, Danvers looked around and was like, huh. And then they cut the credits. Oh, okay. That was it. Um, yeah, so I think I, I'm good coming out of that one. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get... I think they, they will know that not a lot of people watched it, even though apparently a lot of people watched it. Yeah, supposedly a lot of people watched it. They, they it, it was fraud. Um, I feel like they're gonna like not rewrite her character, but fully re-explain it and do a whole other arc that makes more sense for her than what happens in the show, in the movie. If that makes sense. So here's how I want to see them introduce TV show movie? characters into movies. I want to see them either give a real quick backstory on them, or completely ignore it and just exist. What if they had the one guy from Ant-Man come in? The one that would tell the stories? Oh, yeah. Just at the beginning. Just, okay, here's this character. Like, just pa- like pause uh-huh. the movie and then just explain the character and then play. <laughs> I want the, I don't care if they, do, I don't want, actually, do not do that every time. No, that would I get annoying. That, I want that but. once. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd want that in either. I'd want that after Ant-Man dies. <laughs> Ant-Man's going to die. Probably, yeah. Because, so in the comics, the young Avengers are the first ones to take on Kang. And how they get there is because Ant-Man is killed by Kang, causing Stature, his daughter, mm-hmm. to form the young Avengers to get, to avenge him Yeah. against Kang. So and that's, we know that's, something has to happen for people to be like, oh shit, he's a problem. They're setting up the young Avengers mm-hmm. already with... Uh, um, the girl from Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. I can't think of her superhero name. Stature, young Loki, America Chavez. Mm. Um, apparently, somebody in She-Hulk, a young kid. What? Not a young kid, but one one of the guys that takes the serum. Apparently. Um, Nobody in there took the serum. No, at the end. In the last episode, before they rewrite it. You have oh. all those people. Apparently, one of them's sticking. Interesting. Sakar. Well, not Sakar. Um, what's his Scar? name? Scar. Scar. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's one more. And possibly Ned, if he Ned. becomes a. Uh, Ned but yeah, becomes they, um, a sorcerer. They, he dies, Ant Man dies, and then that causes her to form the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to happen. Because there's some unannounced movies in Phase 6. Yeah, a whole bunch. I think we'll see it there. Hmm. How's it going, Noah? It's good. I'm munching on some candy. You got some plastic on your chin. That's gone now. Another little tidbit is I think that this first movie with Kang is going... He's going to have basically a three-movie arc. Okay. First one in uh, uh, Quantumania. Mm -hmm. The second one in Young, Young Avengers. And his third one in uh, his uh, Avengers movie. Okay. Because I think Doctor Doom is going to be the main guy in uh, Secret Wars. He has to be because he... Because that's the Doctor Doom story. Yeah. Kang really isn't a part of it. 
So that means we have to see a Fantastic Four film. You know there's one on the list. Well, there yeah, was the one but announced before. it has to be, like, good. Yeah. It can't be what we've gotten so I think, far. I think we'll get... Because people think Kang is going to be a part of um, Fantastic Four, but I think we're going to get him in a Young Avengers movie. Okay. But also, me and, me and my buddy at work were talking, possibly Young Avengers would be better on TV. Yes. And just not do the Kang. She, maybe she makes a team to eventually fight Kang in the movies, but they, they, sh- they do a show about forming the team. Okay. And do them as like a, a team that kind of works with the Avengers. Yeah, because if you think about it, most of the characters that they're introducing were introduced in shows. Are TV show characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's going to be... If characters from the show do cross over in a movie, they're not going to be a title character. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So, like, if Moon Knight shows up, he's going to be a part of the movie, but it, there's not going to be a lot of development on his front. Yeah. They're going to keep it on the shows because why – it wouldn't be because why would you have some development in a show, in a movie, because now people have to go out and see it. They're going to go see it. Mm-hmm. But the other way around, why is there random development in a show for a show that exactly. I'm not able to watch? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Young Avengers would probably – be best as like a single series run mm-hmm. or multi- whatever they want to do. Hmm. Trying to think. I mean, I mean, I see where. No, you're, you're still here? I'm still here, guys. <laughs> I just have not known what to say. If you leave, me and Richard are going to go until like four in the morning. Yeah. And I really like your meteor breaker. We haven't even touched on House of the Dragon or Doctor Who. Oh no. my god. You Buckle in. Before we even filmed our video, you guys kept. For probably at least a solid hour, you were talking about Doctor Who. There's a lot to talk about with Doctor Who right yeah. now. It's big changes. I mean, I think it's funny. I mean, I partially did this, but there's people catching up from, like, Matt's. And there we go. Yeah, we had some uh, technical difficulties right there. Um, what, was I, what was I saying? Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's just funny that people are getting are watching all this at once. Mm-hmm. I think what I did was okay, because I was, I think, just a year off. Yeah, you weren't that bad. I wasn't that bad. I was relatively caught up, because I'd watched Series 11. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. And then I... Yikes. And then uh, Series 12 wasn't on there yet, so I didn't watch it. And then once it came out, I was like, I don't... I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I'll watch Spyfall, and then I'll watch Timeless Child. Well, I... I started watching Timeless Child, and I was like, hold on, wait. Yeah. And then I started watching the one before that, and I was like, hold on, wait. <laughs> I had to go back. I had to watch the last three episodes. Yeah, that was a long arc. It was. I was like, are they seriously doing stuff from the episode before in like the, the part what I thought would be part one? Mm-hmm. Like, how far do I have to go back? Nope, it just kept going. All the way. I, I, I'm like, am I getting gaslit into watching the whole season? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even technically, they started setting up Timeless Child back in season eleven. Timeless Child. Yeah, there was like the cloth things that. What is that? Swirled around. Uh, so essentially, uh, whenever we knew the Doctor, uh, two years ago, <laughs> Timeless Child is Chris Chibnall's wet dream fan fiction that he got to make into a reality. Well, let me let me t- let me explain. So Noah, the Doctor, <laughs> absolutely not. The the Doctor was originally one person. Okay. That could live the life of a Time Lord, so they had 12 regenerations. They could be 13 different people. 
They had 12 lives. Well, 13 lives. Okay. They could die 12 times. Yes, they could die 12 times. 13, because mm-hmm. the last time that they died... They died for good. Yeah. So they can live 13 lives, okay? Mm-hmm. And we knew that we were on the 13th doctor, the 13th person to be the doctor. This was Matt Smith. No, this was Jody Whitaker. No. 13th doctor? Metacrisis. Remember, because Matt Smith got the extra cycle? Yeah, so mm-hmm. he was technically the 12th doctor, and then mm-hmm. D, like, fixed himself with a little bit of regeneration. Yeah, so I don't know uh, how many regenerations the cycle was, but no. So, um, are you listening? Yes. 12 so, regenerations per cycle. Yes. That's the hard, fast rule. But now, and also, it was a big thing that the doctor was just a random person on this planet that happened to live through a war. Even before that, they were just... Randomly, ran, it was just the fact that they were a random person doing these things. And they had specifically denied stories. They had cut parts of stories that tried to explain the Doctor's backstory of, like... Tried to make them special. How they got inspired and stuff like that. Yeah. And now, the Doctor's the reason that the Time Lords exist. The Doctor's been around for an infinite amount of time. From we don't have who knows where. The Doctor fell out of a portal... In the sky. A scientist studied them and the ability to regenerate. They took it and then used the doctor as an agent and then reset the doctor after who knows how many lives. Over and over again. Over and over again. And then we got the first doctor, what we thought was the first doctor. So it broke the lore. Noah, did you do this again? No, he's good. He's just confused. Dude, I am... That, that hurts my brain. Yeah, it hurt our brains. It hurt too. our brains, too. I remember when it happened, we texted each other, like, the day of that it dropped. Yeah. And we're complaining about it. Oh, my God. So, uh. they took... Okay. Basically took the understanding of the show that everyone had had about the main character, the one solid bit of information that everyone could agree on, Yeah. and said, No. It would be like that's too easy. It would be like if uh Obi-Wan Kenobi uh-huh was pulled from the past as a baby. That's why he has no origin and was the one that created the Jedi. And they just did that in one of their movies. Yep. Okay, uh, no. Or that maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi is actually the father of Palpatine. You see how that makes no sense? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. And yes. they would try to make it fit and then ruin the that whole thing. Yes. I don't I like that. I think there is a way that the Timeless Child could have been done well. We both had actually came to the same conclusion separately. That and the, now they can't. The master should be the Timeless Child. Yes. And I, they might still be able to because the mother probably doesn't recognize them unless they could sense it. Mm-hmm. They could still... No, they can't because she has memories. Yeah. That's the thing. I was trying to think of what was the thing that broke it now is that she can access memories from being the doctor. This before. doesn't this doesn't discount my long time theory though. Yeah, that's going to loop around that the doctor and the master are one person at opposite ends of the timeline. Yeah. Continue. And now and now it could happen. 
that actually makes your theory more relevant mm-hmm. because now we have a much easier ability to get there. To get there, which breaks this the timeless child breaks uh, the day of the, the the time of the doctor because why would they give him a fresh regeneration cycle if they if the doctor has infinite? Yeah. I also have a a whole storyline for uh, BBC, a whole three seasons of Doctor Who. If uh, if they want it, it's really really cool. Okay. I just need somebody to play the Doctor. I just need I just need to get up into the. Mm-hmm. So here's my pitch. The Doctor regenerates at the end, like so. That first initial reaction to the Doctor. They're, it's somebody new, but they're playing one of the old doctors. They're acting at. Actually, no. What I said was, they they still think they're that other person. Okay. Um. And then, you're confused as to why they still think. What? Okay, we uh, muting the mics. Why they still think they're that person, but the companion with him's like, no, you've changed. And he's like, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. And then next season. Does a little regeneration is a different doctor, and then it happens a lot at first, but then it subsides and just happens for the throughout the rest of the season. They go to the Sisterhood of the Karn, okay, okay, and finds out that his that that gener that regeneration cycle was corrupt. Hmm. I had, I had two ideas on my head on how this works. That the reason why did they ever explain why that uh, they capped regeneration at twelve? Why they decided to do that? To keep power from being amassed. Yeah, but I think that there's a biological reason that okay. they, um, their brain starts deteriorating, regeneration mm. burnout or something like that, where it happened. They're like, if we go past this, our brains melt. Okay. We can't store this. And this is now what's happening to the doctor. Huh. So either that or that the regeneration cycle that was given to the doctor is mm-hmm. corrupt and at some point it was just going to break down and burn them out. Okay. So the car, the 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 what's it called? The Sisterhood of the Karn. You're familiar with them. Yeah. I don't know what they do exactly. I just know that they know they about. They exist for plot contrivances to give the Doctor a cup of liquid when he needs to become a warrior. But listen to this cup of liquid, okay? So they're like, okay, we're so, we know how we can help you. Mm-hmm. We don't know what this is, but we know that we can help you. So. You, he has to continuously take this potion. Yeah. Gets a cup of juice. Mm-hmm. And at some point realizes that it's suppressing his ability to regenerate. Interesting. So now he can either stop taking this and the regeneration kill him. Because uh, in my head, it gets to the point where you just become pure regeneration energy. It, mm-hmm. eats, you, it eats you up. Or continues to take this and this is his last life. Hmm. Bam. Interesting. And I also had this whole arc with the companion being uh similar to um Superman getting sent off of Gallifrey during the time war mm-hmm. and sent to this time and is raised as a human doesn't know and is is also a time lord. Okay. That's this whole thing where the reason that they find out that the doctor's regeneration energy is suppressed is because something is tracking them and they think that she's the doctor and she's not. Hmm. Whole thing. Interesting. So I have two two little things to talk about. 
First is a theory that I read online that explained the the plot hole of the time of the Doctor with the regeneration energy and the regeneration cycle. Okay. So, in the time of the Doctor, Matt Smith, in his glorious old-aged form, is granted a new regeneration cycle. Really? And immediately after he's given this regeneration cycle... From the crack. What does he do? Apparently the, the Gallifrey's in the crack. He spits a ton of it out of his body. Like a metric shit ton of it. Kills a bunch of... Out of his body and blows up the entire Dalek fleet. Well, more than that. So, the theory that I saw that explained this away was they didn't know. None of the Time Lords that were left on Gallifrey knew knew about the Division, knew about the Timeless Child, Well, I guess that would make sense. They didn't anything. know what, yeah, And wasn't, the Doctor didn't, they, didn't know either, didn't right? did they say that in that the file system, it was hidden and corrupt? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. how this gets explained is the Doctor asked for... Clara asked for a new regeneration cycle for the Doctor. Nobody knew that the Doctor technically had infinite regenerations. Yeah, so they give it to him. So they give it to him, and his body rejects it. Oh, okay, so... Which is why we got a completely different looking regeneration for that cycle. Yeah. Why it was um, such a big, destructive, violent event where he blew up... It's never really... Sure, it'll blow up the inside of the TARDIS, but it's nothing... It's nothing like that. Yeah. Like, at that scale, it would destroy things around it. Ah, uh, you know what? This breaks my my whole my whole fan fiction. Okay. No. No. No, it breaks my fan fiction. I don't necessarily like it, but I do think it solves the plot hole. I also would want to do a second time war, like a flux kind of thing, mm-hmm. but a time war. So my second thing. This is my. <laughs> you want to hear about that? In a minute. In a minute. You talked about your ideal like season of the show, like your idea for a season of the show. I also had a, this like, really good Dalek idea. So my idea is for what I think would be a fitting ending to Doctor Who. A fitting, oh, yeah, fitting yep. final season. Considering the... Not, not series 12. <laughs> considering the plot 13. of the Master and the Doctor being the same person from opposite ends of the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> the final season, you get a true redemption arc of the Master. So okay. we are presented kind of how we were given with Missy, but we're presented with a full off-the-rails master. So are we getting the Doctor with them doing this alongside him? Or is this just focused on the master? We have the Doctor and we have the master. Okay. The Doctor encounters the master. And at first, this is just seeming like it's going to be a Doctor-Master versus. People are going to think, oh, this is the last season. They're doing something big for this whole. Okay. They're doing, that's the big bad for the whole final season. Yeah. And then as this Naturally. season goes on, you get the reveal that the, the doctor master is, is the master. They're the same person. And you get the backstory of how living through infinite regenerations, infinite memories, infinite lives. Did you have this theory before Timeless Child? I did. And Living through infinite lives but you're, what, what slowly you're, corrupted the master. So yours would be more so keep on getting given regeneration cycles. It, at that point it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um that's what drove the master insane. Mhm. And then to make a fitting ending because you wouldn't want to end the show with just the destiny of the doctor to it's go like and become a, um, evil. What's that what's this the thing called the the Mobius strip? The Mo- it's a Mobius strip. Yeah. 
so my idea for it is over the course of this season, you have the Doctor and the Master start off as enemies. Mm -hmm. But of course, we've seen in the past that the Doctor and the Master were friends. Yeah. And that a part of them both still wants to be friends. Okay. So over the course of this season, you kind of get an arc where they come together Mm -hmm. a little bit. The Master turns more good. The Doctor gets a bit darker. Is it going to almost be like Tony Stark becoming more civil and then Captain America becoming more Mm -hmm. robust? Yes. Nice. And you end the season with them facing off against the true big bad of the season, which has been kind of seeded throughout. Okay. And then in the last four episodes, do a four-episode final Mm -hmm. arc. The last four episodes is the main showdown against this big bad in which the Master and the Doctor work together. Okay, and their personalities and how they act are now the same. Mm -hmm. And then you get a dynamic similar to a Day of the Doctor dynamic. Yeah. In which we get to see their friendship and the history they've had together. I wish we would have gotten that with Missy because it felt like they built a new friendship. Like, it was totally new. They did. But. And the ending of all of this would be for the Doctor to get killed. So is the doctor the doctor after the master or the, the doctor do- is before the master. So you would see the doctor sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. in the final acts to defeat this threat. And the master would have like the last few minutes of screen time by themselves until yeah. the final scene. Okay. Where we'd get the doctor's regeneration into the first reincarnation of the master. Ooh, I like so it. So you know the whole story from yeah. there on out. Yeah. And it gives it hope, as in the Doctor is still a good character at the end of all this. And then you can I love have it. I love it. the ending of the Master. We need to write for Doctor Who. You can have either two ways I could see this going. You can have the Master finally being at peace. Yeah. And being done. Mm-hmm. Or you can have the Master regaining their identity. See, I would prefer doctor. them to just be done. They've done both sides of it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Because then you would close that loop. Yes. I like it. I like it. Ah, you want to hear my Dalek episode? Yes. <laughs> so this is this is the episode where they find the doctor finds out that it's not the one with the tr- regeneration energy. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. So you know how Daleks will do everything they can to get rid of something that isn't pure yes pure dalek i want to take this a step further where there's a new race of dalek okay that's corrupt somehow mm-hmm. and their biology is physically rejecting them interesting and i want them to steal a solar system encapsulate a star then want to throw the doctor into it to blow up the star which converts all the sun energy into regeneration energy and soak the daleks Huh. And That's then, interesting. So it's like the Cybermen becoming Time Lords. Yeah. Not do that where they become Time Lords, but it, it fixes them. Mm-hmm. So they take cap- take captive a whole solar system, invade it, and take over and inhabit it, co- coexisting with the people there or whatever is there. And then it leading to them tracking the Doctor, but they're tracking the Companion. They come face to face, and... 
the doctor's like, I'm the doctor. And the, the, the Daleks are like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. I have the sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not you. The doctor is actually in the TARDIS going to the center of the star. I'm like, no, that's my companion. And then that's whenever they find out. Mm. It's suppressing them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. And then, so you, I would say that's in the middle of the second series. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor figures out that if I keep taking this, I won't be able to gener- regenerate. So he, she, they, they, they stop taking it. Mm-hmm. And then you got you get to see the physical effects, like bursting into regeneration, and coming out like almost charred. Yeah, pieces of them not working, and you get to watch. So it's like in, um, in Harry Potter, the obscure. What are they called? In Fantastic Beasts, the thing where you do the ma- like do magic and then it eats you up. You talking like obscurials? Obscurials, yeah. A regeneration form of that, huh? Whether whether it comes from a corrupt cycle of regeneration or regenerating like that, which I think it would make more sense to come from a corrupt cycle of regeneration, mm-hmm. because if the Doctor has already been infinitely regenerating, why happen now? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's my. Uh, there's my pitch. We're coming for your job, Russell. <laughs> or we just want to write for you. I I think these are actually all the above. Very very good ideas. Yeah. Because I I mean for me I think the dichotomy of I'm gonna die either way, whether I burn out or just live one more life. And li- time lords live longer inherently, right? Their one life mm-hmm. is really long. Yeah, because uh, Matt Smith lived like 900 years on Trenzalore. So, yeah, they get that one life mm-hmm. or they just eventually burn out. Yeah. So either way, at that point, that is their last regeneration. And I think it'd be cool to not announce anything. And just have it. So you're in the second series thinking, I don't know how they're going to, I don't have a cure for this or how they get, how they fix it yet. Actually, I do. The girl gives him the regeneration cycle. And cures uh, it. Yeah. So that's where that comes in. Yeah. And they I choose had this, to just remain a human. I had this whole thing where with this companion, similar to Clara, where she wants to be like the doctor to the point where he even gives her a sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. And now she had she finds out that she is like the doctor, but then still gives it up because even though like before she didn't know about this, she wants to live her one life. Mm-hmm. So that's whenever she departs from the show. It's a. You know what's interesting? What. You can tell which showrunner we grew up with because of these stories. Really? Yes. How so? I want to hear. They're both very serialized stories. Oh, with, yeah, because With long did. threads that connect without yeah, knowing they're going to connect. That was Moffat's thing. That was Moffat's thing. He was big. I mean, from, he put River in before mm-hmm. he was even showrunner, and it was like, I'm making this happen. Yep. We're doing this. And that was a four season. That was a huge payoff. Yeah, they paid that off. Four seasons later? Some five people seasons really later. hate the River storyline, but I think it's one of the most rewarding parts I love Moffat's it. writing. I loved it. I mean, it, it's just the, the, the fact that they're living opposite timelines mm-hmm. was really cool. How it threaded was cool. Because you have these recurring characters in Doctor Who, but they don't... Like, I knew Russell T. Davies was never going to do anything with the face of Bo. Yes. Like, make that full That was just kind of connection. a tease. It's like, oh, yeah... They're never going to embellish it, but and then you got if he continued with um, River, we would have probably gotten just the um, 
it's at the rings of Akatan or no, that's an episode of Doctor Who. Wherever they that last date. The towers. The towers of the something. singing towers of whatever. Yeah. The night. We would have just gotten that. Yeah. But Moffat yeah, I totally see like mm-hmm. you can see where it came from. I th- I think the doctor needs that. And I think that's also a result of how we grew up watching Doctor Who. Yeah, because like you have I the classic fans that are like, "Oh, Doctor Who shouldn't be serialized at all." But it's but they did like their their seasons were serialized. They had six mm-hmm. episode long arcs of one thing, like uh, Web of Fear. It's just the one off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, Even that was a big change, though. Yeah. From how Doctor Who was like when Tom Baker came in, that really changed the face of the show. Uh huh. He's probably one of he is the most recognized classic Doctor. I don't know between that or um. Uh, what's his name? So, uh, um, the seventh doctor. I don't remember. The guy that had the question mark. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all of uh, um, Sylvester something Sylvester. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name, but yeah. But I think Tom Baker is the one that's like. I mean, he he still shows up today. Yeah, they, they and they allude to him a lot with the scarf and mm-hmm. all that and the hat. You got um, what's her name? The one girl that was in the fiftieth. Yeah. I can think of her name. She dressed like him. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name. Didn't she get killed? Os- uh, Oswald. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think she died in that uh, Peter Capaldi episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just got killed off. Yeah, the follow-up to it. Yeah. Dead. Uh, yeah. Um, that The, the arcs mm-hmm. that we have. I really liked Flux. I did like Flux. Flux was good. I I like it not to become that, but I also wouldn't mind just it just be a season every once in a while. Mm-hmm. If each doctor got one season of a So my favorite run of Doctor Who, even though it wasn't necessarily people's favorite episodes together, was the build up to Tenet's regeneration. When they yeah, did the specials. Just those specials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Because those all had a Clear building story. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the one in the middle that nobody talks about was questionable at best. Which one? The bus on the desert planet with the midnight. No. Um, oh no, not the waters of Mars. Waters of Mars was fantastic. That's a masterpiece. Yeah. The one before that, where they had the I must <laughs> the London. It was the first ever episode of Doctor Who to be aired in full HD. And it was a huge event, and everyone hated it because it was just awful. Obviously, it was so bad, I don't remember it. It was a special that you may not have just ever watched it. Um, there was, like, a bus, and they got... The Doctor was on a bus with, yeah. like, a thief and a few other people, and they got pulled into another planet. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And their whole thing was, like, getting off this planet. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Waters of Mars is up there with one of my favorite stories. It's so good. The Time Lord Victoria's storyline is yeah. the best. And that's probably where I got the idea of the whole Doctor becoming the master. I mean, there's a, thing. there's a lot. Like, good man goes to war. Mm-hmm. You see it there. But, like, they explain it just from, it's just from being in the Time War. Yeah. But Time Lord Victorious was the one arc where it didn't seem like it was because of the Time War. It was because of everything. Yeah. I mean, he lost... He had lost Everyone. everything, and he had just given up the point in caring about the rules anymore. Mm-hmm. He decided time was his. He could do what he wanted, and that was it. And then immediately to see the after effects of that yeah. of, I've gone too far, with the 
captain decided to kill herself as yeah. soon as he dropped her back off at home. Mm-hmm. Was the most, probably one of the most compelling scenes up there with Family of Blood. Oh, yeah. That that was brutal. Mm-hmm. That ending was brutal. Like, you see, like, the things that he did to those people, he wouldn't do to even the Daleks. I think that was, I think I liked it because it was also a part of the Time Lord of Victoria storyline. Yeah. Because it showed just how far he could go. I think in in your story of the Doctor eventually becoming the Master, I think you could seed it in the Time War. Mm-hmm. You can just seed it there. The Doctor was going to be fine, then the Time War happened, and the Doctor's been fucked up ever since. And you you even get moments to it later in uh, Moffat's writing. Yeah, um, there it's was. Ev- it's everywhere. Like the the reason why Matt Smith gets all those roles that he gets now, the darker characters, is because of the seeds of that. Yeah, one of my favorite lines from the Moffat era. I mean, he wrote a ton of great speeches. Oh my god, Smith he was perform. He was and, the and speech era. And then you got Capaldi, who was the speech guy. Yes, and just doing the monologues, like the the one in uh, the follow up to the fiftieth. Um, mm-hmm. Where he's doing the game show thing. Oh, so good. Okay, continue. Best scene, best line, favorite line that Matt Smith ever spoke was in... um, I I keep talking about it a lot tonight. I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. The Gaiman episode. Yeah. Um, uh, The Doctor's Wife. Yeah. The ending monologue of him versus uh, House, I believe, was the villain. And... Because the whole plot line of this was he had thought he found Time Lords. Yeah. And he didn't find Time Lords. Mm-hmm. And the ending fight, the house was trying to scare him off, saying, fear me, I've killed hundreds of Time Lords. And yeah. in one simple response, the doctor just conveyed everything he needed to. No, fear me, I killed all of them. Yes. And it was just, oh shit. Uh, the Rings of Akatan. Uh-huh. That speech. Yes. So good. The speech they gives a Stonehenge. So good. So good. Hellbent. So good. Hellbent is a masterpiece all in itself, and the only reason it works is because of the season before it. It's it's funny because they try to do that, like the Doctor doing individual things, and it's like hasn't been that great. Uh huh. Like Midnight, the but that the uh, plane episode. Midnight was okay. I loved Midnight. Really? Yes. I thought it was okay. I genuinely love Midnight. So my ranking for. Tenet episodes, um, Family of Blood, seri- Family of Blood two parter. Yeah, top. Down from that, Waters of Mars. Okay. Next one down, Midnight. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I'll need to rewatch it. At the bottom of that is uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The the last episode, his last one. Um. Yeah, like Hellbent took that formula and just completely ran with it's, it uh, like everything around like building up to that season and, and capaldi is the perfect person to do that with i don't think you could have done that with matt smith or matt David. smith people would have got sick of it they you could have done it but the peter capaldi could do this like inner turmoil thing mm-hmm. that was so good so good and i think he dealt with grief really well yeah like his doctor dealt with grief and grief as his main antagonist yeah he uh i mean you you watch in the first episode as his best friend doesn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And then you watch how I, th- Peter Capaldi and uh, Jenna Coleman, best pair. Their, their arc as uh, companions, as working together, mm-hmm. amazing. Because I love the idea of um, like Billy Piper, same kind of thing, where they want to be with the doctor, but mm-hmm. take that a step further with Clara. 
wanting she, to be the doctor. She wants to be the doctor. I mean, you you get that in my little yeah. series of I took that even a step further. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the one the, thing that I think was interesting that they did with uh, Capaldi and Clara that they didn't really do before and kind of really stuck to. She legitimately was leaving. She was the only companion that ever got to a point where I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah, and I mean, she's the only companion that has actually died. Yeah. on Like, like on screen. <laughs> died on screen. Questionable. Who? Uh, Bill. R.I.P. Bill. Yeah. Got, got fucked. <laughs> um... Most gruesome companion death, probably, probably, definitely Bill. For sure. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> Slowly converted piece by piece into yeah. a Cyberman over years. That's rough. I waited. Mm-hmm. That reveal, great, great Cyberman episode. Uh huh. The whole concept of that episode, where the like the one ended the ship not and... being able to get there. Yeah. And then to arrive just late. Good job, Moffat. Mm-hmm. Good way to go out. Good writing. I think if they ever did like like 75th anniversary special, I think they can bring back every new Who Doctor. Mm-hmm. But I think they would need to, like if Russell T. Davies is still writing for it, which I, my, it would up, be through up Shooty's run, the next Doctor, and then the one after that. Yeah. Which I don't think maybe, maybe. Two, two. I'd new say maybe two Doctors. Two Doctors at doesn't count David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would have to bring back Moffat to write Matt Smith and Capaldi and bring back Russell T. Davies to write David Tennant and Eccleston, but mm-hmm. they won't bring back Chibnall to write Jody. No. No, they will not. They would not do that. I feel like... Who do you think would write better for? Moffat. Moffat would write good for Jody. Yeah. Okay, I agree. See... Jody to me is a Matt Smith. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, one one thousand percent agree. Especially with the way they characterized her in the regeneration scenes. Yeah, the whole point of that was the childlike optimism. Yes, and stuff, and that was a little bit of it made sense from where they were coming with Capaldi. Yeah, coming off of his complete and utter just being done. Yeah, wanting to die, and then at the last minute deciding I'm going to give this one more shot. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go at it with the most positive, optimistic attitude that I can. Yes. And that's what Jody did well. And I think it was just a much, much lighter version of Matt. Because mm-hmm. I think that was just Matt's personality. But yeah. Jody is like, I'm going for this. Mm-hmm. I'm She's gonna... going for it. Um, going back to my little headcanon thing, the kind of doctor that I would want is a younger doctor. I would say younger than Matt was. Okay. But the opposite of Capaldi where it was a y- wanting to be young but being old mm-hmm. but after coming off of Tenet and Shooty this doctor would be just ready to just be a little older okay, and be in that role mm-hmm. but can't because they're young okay yeah like they can't huh and they have to f- find a way to still be young even though in their head and with their age, they are this old, and they are finally ready to just be that. Mm-hmm. Huh. I th- I think all of my ideas for a season 
a three season arc of, well, so far two of Doctor Who would be the best. <laughs> best writing ever. Uh, best writing ever. I don't think anybody had ever done something where, because like I said, at the end of the second series, there'd be nothing announced. Mm-hmm. And you just are spending the whole series thinking, oh my God, the Doctor is actually going to die. There's no way out of this. Yeah. I wouldn't even announce something until later. <laughs> like, take a year off. Yeah. Like, guess what? Not dead. No, not even that. Just, like, either have them ex- have the doctor accept that, they've, that they're going to die mm-hmm. and burn out and just not see it happen. Or have them continue taking the potion and think that they're just going to live out that life. Okay. So that you know that you think that there could be more, but you think that this is the last regeneration. Interesting. I think that would just fuck with people. Hmm. Definitely still continue it, but... Yeah. Let it end. Yeah. I think the show... Let it end. I think Doctor Who is a show that needs to have a definitive ending. Yeah, it can't just get canceled. No. And it, they need to go out when they want to go out. Mm-hmm. It can't drag on because it'll turn into a chibnall. Do you think we'd see it in our lifetime? I genuinely think so. I think we will sh- see the show end. Um, I think so. I think that it's BBC, and now that Disney has the rights, I think we're gonna get another sixty years. I, well, I think we we can go on for a very long time. I don't think we'll see the end unless something happens like chibnall again, and there is no recovering. What I think is going to happen... And that they need to end it. I think the show with Disney is... So they're putting more money into it. $10 million an episode. A lot more money. Hence An episode? Yeah. Hence Neil Patrick Harris now being in Doctor Who. Huge actor. I'm afraid that they're going to cast an American person as the Doctor. I don't think they'll do that. That's the one thing that they've talked about in interviews is they want to keep the show British. BBC. That's yes. why it's, it's not going on Disney Plus and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK, but I think the show, I think the show will end in our lifetime. I think we'll get to 100 years. Oh God, we'll be old. We'll be in our 60s. We'll be in our. We've 60s. done this math before. We'd be what, like 65, 64, 65, some something like that. But um, I I think it's funny that looking back 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like, oh wow, in the 60th, I'll be doing this, this, and this. I remember us coming home from watching it, and we were like. Man, where are we going to be on the 60th anniversary? What about on the 100th anniversary? I think it's crazy. Like, in my head, I think the 75th anniversary is going to come faster, and I feel like it's closer. It is. Yeah. Than going from 50 to 60. Just formative When is the 50th anniversary? Oh, when is it? Or when was it? Oh, it was... uh, 2013? November 23rd, 2013. Dang. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was 2012 this entire time. Yeah. I thought Power of the Doctor was leading into the 60th. So when's the 75th anniversary going to be then? Do you think they'll skip the 70th? Or just do something like small and just acknowledge it? I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be it. interesting to see how they handle the 60th. Is going to tell us how they're going to handle the 70th. Yeah, because the 50th was a big one. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to try to do something similar, if not the same. I think it'll be between the 50th and Power of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like, why would they do a 70th and then do the 75th? Like real close in time like that. Yeah. I think they're going to do 10 years. 
You don't think they'll do a 75th? I don't think they'll do a 75th. Because Doctor Who has always been a 10-year thing. The yeah. first multi-Doctor story was 10 years yep. after. Yep. Hmm. So they won't do a 75, because that's just not the history of the show. Yeah. They'll do 10 years. If they make it to 100, they'll do a 100th. And do you think that'll end it? Or do you think they'll go a little bit past it then end? I don't know if they'd end it on the 100th or not. I don't think they would. I think they'd go past the 100th. I think they would burn out after the 100th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think they'll do something very, very big for the 100th and never be able to get back to that. The interesting thing... Similar to Endgame. The thing that's going to be interesting about the 100th, think of the... So we've already seen CGI these days. Yeah. Bringing Luke back. Tarkin. Oh, my Leia. God. Think, think, think of, of where we're going to be at the 100th. We'll be in it. They very well may be able to have every single doctor. We might be not be able to... Con- like. It might be something where we can't even go to theaters to watch this, and our grandkids have to teach us how to how we're gonna watch this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you gotta go into this capsule. I don't want to get in it. It'll hurt. Like, I could see the thing that like, because I think of our generation as gonna be very receptive to technology. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's gonna get us is whenever they have the capsules that you can get into and actually be in the video game and feel stuff. People will be super apprehensive to doing it. Like, super techie people won't be like us. Yeah, I'll get right in. But the everyday people will be like. What is this? Like how VR is. How the super techie old people will do it. Did you see the guy that put the death thing the in the death thing on the Oculus yeah, Quest? Yeah, no, the guy put this thing on the Oculus Quest where it's like sticks onto the quest and if you die in the game, it kills you. It sends an electromagnetic shock through your brain and kills you. And you they, they're sent, there's another contraption coming out where you can't take it off. Yep. They're working on that now. This is real. <laughs> You're joking. Nope. This is 100% real. Why would somebody do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, my God. There's only one reason I could think of someone doing this. It's to just... kill themselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? Someone watched Sword Art Online and was like, I need to make this a real thing. Hey, that's a pretty good show. I watched a little bit of it yeah. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Never picked it back up, but I enjoyed what I watched. He plays Minecraft in VR, gets killed by it's zombies. Just oh. dead. Dead. No, 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 no. You don't you don't understand this is real. <laughs> <sighs> they're, they're doing PvP. They're doing like bed wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, how are you so good at uh, Sky Wars? Someone fails a water bucket I, clutch. If I die, I die. <laughs> like, in what? Real no, life. no, you don't. Yeah, I do. It's real life. YouTube trends in 2060. Dream. I die. I die. <laughs> uh, Think you're controversial now, Logan Paul showing dead people? Oh, boy. Wait Just you wait. Oh, my God. That's the that's the other weird thing to think about of like our generation. We're seeing it now already. We're seeing some shit. People we grew up with, like the, the creators that pave the way are leaving yeah think of when it's going to change to the point where we don't know anyone on the platform anymore <sighs> like when markiplier is gone jacksepticeye is gone pewdiepie yeah. is gone yeah mr beast is gone yeah, all of Captain the Sparkle, like they're all they're all gone um how about uh uh <laughs> no sorry uh as i was saying Sky does Minecraft. Sorry. Mm. Gone. Yeah. Um, the King of Random. Gone. Ed. Uh, is Stampy? Still? Stampy came back. Yeah. I've been watching him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I've been watching him. He's th- he didn't like grow up with, <laughs> with us, but he's doing the same thing. And uh-huh. It's very nostalgic. 
I've been going back and watching like his old Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Great time. Uh, we are at an hour and a half. Well, I think you we should wrap it up. I could keep going. I mean, I could. Let's keep going into Doctor Who. And thank you for tuning in to Ticket. Fun fact, you know, you have the laser screwdriver, right? I do, yeah. Mine broke. Yours broke? I tried to take the batteries out of it, and uh-huh. it snapped. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I took the thing off and unscrewed the thing, and it was popping the batteries out. The thing mm. snapped. So now it's just a, a prop. Nice. It doesn't even it doesn't even extend anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked into my psych professor's office. Yeah. One time last semester, I don't take psych courses anymore. I wish I did. They were easy. Um, walk into his office. First time ever walking into his office, by the way. Okay. To make up an exam, and uh, on his desk he has laid out every single sonic screwdriver. Really? Does he even have the one that you can build? Yes. The temporal. Dis- uh huh. Oh. And I'm just like. Was this a flex? Was he trying to flex on he you? He just had them laid out. Did I you talk to him about them? I was like, dude, you watch Doctor Who? And he was like, yeah, I grew up with the show. I love it. And I was like, no way. That's cool. I've I've pretty much got the same collection at home. And he was like, no way. Oh, that's awesome. Automatic yeah. A. I did get an A on that exam, but not for that. I've oh. been trying to hunt down, you know, I think they did it with Capaldi's screwdriver, but the one whenever he had mats, mm-hmm. when they updated it, it had the capacitive touch button. Ah, can't find that one anywhere. I'll play. I'll pay stupid amount of money. Does it like it doesn't exist? Same with the laser screwdriver. I have the laser screwdriver. So do I. I and also it, have. I can't find it anywhere though. Online. I have the day of the doctor screwdriver. Is that what that one is? No, the the red and silver one. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, you can still get a hold of that mm-hmm. one. The ones I don't have are uh, Peter Capaldi's first. His his, his new his, one. Uh, his new one. Yeah. yeah. His sonic screwdriver, and then Jody's. I just didn't. I don't know. Hers is the the one. Uh, one company makes it. It's really good. One company makes it. It sucks, but they have the one where it actually spins. Mm-hmm. I'd be down to have that. I, I, yeah. I don't like the screwdriver. I don't like it as a sonic screwdriver, but it's a cool looking toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool toy. But it does not look like a sonic screwdriver. At all. No, I don't think so. It's too organic. But that's it what they went with like with her aesthetic. Yeah, I don't like her. Her TARDIS is a cheap version of it's the a coral. David Tennant TARDIS. It's it's like they took the coral and just decided to go, um, crystals. I liked where they were going. The crystal aesthetic could have been really cool. It could have been cool if they gave the they kept on going with the multiple levels. Yes. So they did. Ideal like, TARDIS for Jodie Whittaker would have been Matt Smith's TARDIS, crystals. Yes. Perfect. Well, my favorite TARDIS is Capaldi's. TARDIS. Okay. Because so you got Matt's TARDIS at the end mm-hmm. where they're similar. Yeah. And it has that second floor, but there's no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Capaldi's has the bookcases, the, book the, chalkboard. the chalkboard. Yep. It have you have reason that, to be That was there. his monologue zone. And, and it seemed like the TARDIS was slowly becoming from a ship to well lived in. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I really liked it. My favorite TARDIS is Matt Smith's TARDIS. Which one? His first had, one. He had three. His First. The one that was asymmetric and had multiple floors mm-hmm. and was like the almost Corley one, but not quite. More steampunk. It was the steampunk. The yeah. the one that we're first introduced to in clear, the first the episode. The clear floors. Right? Yep. Yep. I liked it. Best TARDIS. I did, fit his I, character so well. Fit the stories they were telling so well. Looking back, I don't like Tenet's TARDIS at all. Really? 
just because it doesn't have the multiple floors. Like, the TARDIS was a ship. You had no reason to spend time there. You're wrong. You know why it makes sense to me? It makes sense for the writing. It was a warship. Yeah. It was worn down. It wasn't a home. It was I get, that makes a sense. battleship. I wish they would have. They, they planned on updating Tenet's TARDIS for him, uh-huh. but they didn't. I wish they would have. That was one thing that I saw in an interview they did with Capaldi. Something that he complained about. Actually, his first season. He didn't have he his didn't own get anything new. Yeah, yeah. He didn't I saw get that. a new TARDIS. Didn't get really a super new look. Didn't get. Yeah, because he didn't anything. get the whole black and white look until the second season. Yeah. And then he had the glasses. Mm hmm. Because he only. He went from the matte screwdriver to just the glasses to his, right? Yeah. As you were saying, sorry. But no, that was pretty much it. Just He wanted to have something. I mean, he got. He was so excited. He got the leftover part. companion. He got the leftover TARDIS, leftover screwdriver, leftover wardrobe. That's honestly, I think, plays into why nobody watched him at first. And honestly, he got a bit of the leftover story. He really did. Like, first introduction to him, you get, like, the Patronusta gang and stuff. All remnants of Matt Smith's ending tenure was his story. It almost felt like they wanted Matt for another season. A little bit, yeah. Because, fun fact, David Tennant was supposed to stay for a fourth season. Yes. But then they both, just, whenever Russell T. Davies stepped away. Matt, uh, they wanted a new doctor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because he would have stayed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that kind of happened <gasps> on accident mm-hmm. with Capaldi. But, hey, his second two seasons, amazing. Yeah. Great job. Got Arya Stark in it. <laughs> Me. What was her name? Richard Yule. Me. Me? Yes. Oh yeah, because she she had a name and then she changed immortal. it. Immortal. Uh huh. She's like, I'm just me. Yep. Had her little diary that she would write in. Mm-hmm. Off brand river, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of. Ah. Uh, we so moral of this podcast: we need serialized Doctor Who, more serialized Doctor Who. We need a Time Lord companion, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we need the Mobius strip Doctor. Yeah, run ending story. Ending story of the master and the doctor being the same person. Which, if there's a very poor ending to the show, I will nix it. And Richard's ending is my ending. Yep, that's my ending. If the ending is bad. Yep. <laughs> same as I probably can come up with my a better Star Wars ending. Actually, the have you ever seen the Duel of the Fates script? Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, look it up in your own time. It's so good. The whenever they started making episode nine, okay, they had a different director, different writer. Well, no, yeah, different writer, different director. No, just different writer because J.J. Abrams was going to direct mm-hmm. it. And uh, there's a whole script of what episode nine was originally going to be. It's called the Duel of the Fates, and you can read it. It's much much better Star Wars, much better ending to that trilogy rather than being an ending to the whole saga. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to overshadow the original ending, which I like. Final thought before we take things out. This isn't a spoiler for Andor or anything because it was in the trailer, and you also already know the character. Luthen is a badass, okay. and his ship has lightsabers on it. No. Built those scars into it. character has lightsabers on his... It, they're built into his ship. Like, are they actually lightsabers? Yes. Wait, what? That's awesome. I didn't see that in a trailer, and I got to look for yeah. it. Did you not catch that? What? When? The... How are they? His ship that just what? has lightsabers sticking out of it. I haven't seen the trailer. Then. No, this is. Did you? Are you current, right? I have not seen the newest episode. Okay, 
But it's in the trailer. He just slices the shit out of some ships with lightsabers that stick out of his ship. Like the back or the side? The side. How do they extend that far enough? They, they're like <laughs> super long lightsabers. That's awesome. And he just does like this super sick spin move and beats the shit out of some TIE fighters with it. That's awesome. That might be one of the coolest things I've ever heard anybody do in Star Wars ever. This episode. with the hyperdrive. This most recent episode contained the ship fight scene, and it doesn't really spoil anything for me to just say that I think this was my favorite ship battle moment in Star Wars. It so, it's like. It's his like, ship is small. Yeah. He just absolutely thrashed the Empire with just his one ship. That's awesome. I don't know how more people don't do that. It's. I feel like. It's what they were trying to do with the hyperdrive. Let's mm-hmm. do something really cool that we've never done with the ships. And it makes so much sense because they do it well to the point where, like, doesn't really spoil much. But he's getting, like, searched or going to be searched okay. by the Imperials. He's in a track. I'm thinking of the right guy, right? Uh, Luthen. Oh, my God. The two lightsabers together. Yeah. What in the so Sam they, they heck? Are, did, they say, did he say they were lightsabers or they just are beams? They're lightsabers. They're, they're a controlled beam that only extends so far, and in the series I hope before, to God that they say that they're lightsabers. We already know he has kyber crystals. That is awesome. Because he gives Andor a kyber crystal. That is awesome. All the X-Wings need that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's a Jedi should have lightsabers sticking out. That is, that is awesome. But he, on his own, with this w- small little ship that is... I just watched small, it. He absolutely pieces up, just destroys the front end of like a full a, class star he's destroyer. He's a blender. Not with those. With some other stuff he has on his ship. Really? He just destroys the front of a star destroyer. He's on awesome. his own. Whenever I saw him like switch into like his proper outfit, mm-hmm. and oh my god, I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yep. He's a badass. I love him. And I I thought that he was just gonna be a cameo or something. Like they just threw him in mm-hmm. whenever he was on the bus. But I, I'm so nope, pleased. He's there. He's there. Well. Well, I think we're done. Yeah, we uh, we did a lot today. We uh, yeah. did some we're all fan fiction. Out. Now that the hot sauce is fully worn off, and we've all wow. Yeah, I don't out. feel like crying. Noah pain. and I have thoroughly discussed Doctor Who. We had a good bit of Star Wars in there as well. Um, also, all of my ideas and all of Richard's ideas are copyrighted under Ticket Media, mm-hmm. so you cannot steal them. We will sue. Unless you're Russell T. Davies, you can have them. And it'll be on record right here that we came up with it. Yes. We will be sending you a personal copy, Russell. And, and, it, and if Moffitt. you steal them, the Actually, only the only, uh, the only thing we want if you steal them is to invite us to the set for filming. That's it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Please. Um, and we want our own screwdrivers. <laughs> personal screwdrivers. Like for die cast, metal... Not even that. I don't care. Okay. If they want to go that far. You want a new laser screwdriver? No, I want my own personal screwdriver. If I was the doctor, oh, okay, I saw okay. screwdriver. Uh-huh. We each get one. Four no. of us. You didn't you didn't contribute to this. I'm I'm here. I'm on the Okay, over. then fine. And I want my own TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> I just want I just want one. Actually of those. I want my own run. I want to be the doctor. You want to be the doctor. I want to be the doctor in my series that uh, I write. The young doctor. At yeah. fifty years old when this happens. The young doctor. <laughs> I think I'd play a great doctor. I think I'd play a great copy of Matt Smith. You you would play a great copy of Matt Smith. I got the mannerisms. Except you're an American. I know, but I'm also I'm Russian. But you're not British. 
I can be. I'm more British than you are. I know. I am only a third generation American. So. But you don't have the accent, and that's all they want. But I could technically be a British citizen. Wow. Yeah, that's weird to think about. So, yeah, there's, um, there's our stipulations. I mean, really, just the first one we'll do. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we could be extras in an episode. Yeah, a little cameo. And maybe get a line. If we could be, like, unit agents. Yeah, kind of like the stormtroopers and yeah. like Ed could be Sheeran being a stormtrooper. Ed Sheeran being in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Some, so something like that. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Um, also, I want to come over to Matt Smith's house for dinner. <laughs> so we can make that happen. Okay. That's an odd request. Okay. <laughs> and I on that, that note, did you know he played soccer? Yes. He was super big. I guess I did know that. That was it was in, it was in the yeah. show. We would be like, oh my god, he can play soccer really good. No. Well, he was a professional footballer. Well, then hurt his spine. Already acting. Oh, final tidbit again before we take it out. Oh my goodness! In uh, Matt Smith's final scene, both. Him and uh, Amy didn't have hair. Yeah. That wasn't their real hair. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were both wearing wigs because they were both bald. Yeah. Uh, so the girl that plays Nebula. Karen Gillan. Yeah. Was she's, filming for Nebula. She's the doctor's companion. And the what? doctor was filming God knows what. Mm-hmm. That they both cute. had completely bald heads. Interesting. And on that note, I think I hear the outro music fading in. So thank you guys so much for buying a ticket and catching a ride with us this week. On the TARDIS. On the TARDIS. Of ticket. And we'll see you guys next time. Well, don't forget, check us on YouTube. Yeah, check out our YouTube, and then that'll, from there, you will get exposed on all all our other stuff. Mm -hmm. You will be exposed on on TikTok. Ticket media on Instagram. It was an honor to be here. Bye, guys. See you, guys. Peace out.